I really loved people being like, are you a contemporary student or are you a jazz student? And I was like, honestly, I like being that sort of chameleon and being able to, you know, go from place to place and, and I guess interact and also adapt. Welcome back to another episode of the Journey of Pursuit podcast. Today's guest is a very good friend of mine, Marcus Grant. You know that friend that you don't have to see every day, but when you finally see them after a while, it's as if no time has passed? You kind of pick up where you left off? That's Marcus. The amount of times I had to lower the volume while editing is inexplicable, but every time we hang out, there is just such great energy and so many laughs. Other than a great drummer and friend, I want to give you guys a little snippet of who Marcus is. Towards the end, when I asked him about success, as I do all my guests, he started his sentence with, the happiest I've ever been is. And then he speaks about the body of work he's been working on. And I realized, that's how you know someone loves what they do, when their art is their happiness. And that's what I think of when I think about him. Someone that loves what he does and is good at what he does, He does it with honesty, charisma, kindness, and is always giving. I'm very proud to call him my friend. Another little fun fact about Marcus is that he's the one playing the percussions in the intro and outro song of this podcast. I know, he's pretty cool. I can't wait for you guys to meet Marcus. Let's dive in. Welcome, friend. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to be here. This is so much fun. (laughs) Tell us about your journey. How have you gotten to be where you are today? Sheesh. Um, I really like the elevator pitch, I guess. So I was, uh, I'm from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, like the Philadelphia area. Grew up in the suburbs of Philly. I'm a drummer, I'm a percussionist, I'm an educator, things like that. And I've kind of fallen in love with music over the course of my life. And that's become a big part of my identity, even since I was, sorry, when I was five years old. And then started playing in church when I was nine did the high school marching band thing, and then went to college at Temple University in Philly, and then moved to Miami and kind of been exploring like more music performance things. And then also now I'm doing more research aspects things. And it's just, I guess that, yeah, that's the shortest part of, I guess, how I saw my <laughs> life of just like playing and being in love with music and, you know, experiencing traveling and things like that. But also having a sort of a alter ego with research and writing and things yeah. like that. Did you always know you wanted to be doing music for like most part of your life there was uh, when I was young when it was easy I was just like all right I like playing music I like playing the drums I I chose the drums because they were just really loud and I just follow I was just like all right I'm down with playing loud things people pay attention yeah and that was great I like the expression from a very young age and then I think in high school when they were saying like all right like you're gonna go to college soon make a decision like where do you want to go to college and I was thinking, I was like, all right, how fruitful or how like lucrative is my music thing? Or And I was thinking about going to school for communications. I was going to go to school for law, like oh my pre, God, pre-law I can't stuff. Picture you. I know, I know. This was like when I was 17, I was like, all right, do I, you know, do I do pre-law stuff, business? And then I kind of talked about those things and I was just like, I'm not happy with any of those things, you know, which was weird. Um, and then I was like, I'd be happy just doing music. And being successful and i think that's the thing it's like i always knew that i was going to be successful like i just knew it and then i just stayed in my path and then i have been i i've said that or i've talked about 
this with a lot of people on the pod, but it's so true. It's like the one thing you really need if you're going to be a creative or when you're creative is to believe in yourself and the craft that you create. So that's awesome that you had that at, a, at an early age. You believed in yourself. Absolutely. I mean, it was like, it was, I don't know, it was like a weird, I, I, again, it helped because my parents were so Supporting. cool with me, like playing music. And it's weird, like parents are cool with you playing the drums. Like the drums are usually the one that they just would rather you not play because it's so loud or they were, you know. But I think my parents knew that I was really serious about it just by how attentive I was to when I heard when I heard drums. And then when I like made my first drum set out of like boxes and paper plates and stuff when I was super young and they were just like, all right, we'll get this kid a drum set. And then that you guy, did? yeah, I made it. I like brought a bunch of boxes together in the garage. And then like, I was I picked I pictured a drum set and I was like all right this is kind of I have no idea it probably looked ridiculous. How old were you? Six or seven. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I mean I had been kind of playing things I mean learning things on my own I've been I mean I started playing things when I was like five, but at that point I didn't have a drum set so I just started in the garage like pulling boxes together and I I remember I had like a broomstick I like took a paper plate and like stuck it on the broomstick for like a symbol and. Wow. So I made this thing and like the whole cliche, like parents come in and are just like, oh, wow, like look at our son playing this thing. And they're just like, I think that's when they're like, all right, let's get this kid a kit. And I got a drum set and it was like the greatest day of my life. And we're just being like, oh my gosh, is that mine? Oh, and it was just like this red sparkle drum set. And I just like played the heck out of that thing for so long. Uh, and so I guess well, I was seven and then I got another drum set when I was 13 going to be 13 yeah, I was going into seventh grade and uh, my parents invested in that one that was a really expensive one and then they I still have that drum set today wow. so I was gonna say correct me if I'm wrong but isn't your drum set today like still that red color no no no, no. it's 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 orange wait is that orange. so that so that red one I got I beat that thing <laughs> to death <laughs> so I got rid of that I kind of out outgrew that and my parents got this other one that was nicer it has this like orange burst on it and I still use that mm. I use that for Amy stuff yeah that's why I remember like a, a color like that like that very reddish. bright yeah and so I guess now that you said AME oh, should we tell people how we even met mm-hmm <laughs> right do you want to okay you do it because then my story would be in a little bit of response to that basically Marcus was a graduate student mm-hmm. when I was a senior and we were a part of this ensemble called American Music Ensemble, which kind of by, combined like singer songwriters with musicians like guitarists, drummer. Um, we had bassist with Koa. We had um, keys and everything. keys. We had everything. Yeah. It was a it was a huge band. It was it was the best and greatest thing I think we both agree right. a part of that year. Now I agree with that. Yeah. At the time, so mind you, I had just graduated from a jazz program in Philadelphia and I was so engulfed in like learning more about jazz and like popular music. And then I come down to Miami and I, and I auditioned for, I mind you, I'm a grad student in the jazz program with jazz focus, with jazz focus. Yeah. And I auditioned for the top jazz band at Frost and I didn't make it, which was mind boggling to me because I was like, I'm a grad student. Like I'm qualified to do this. I had a great audition, but they didn't put me in. And my teacher texted me, he said, hey, you know, we're going to put you in the songwriting ensemble. And I was like, the what? And I remember <laughs> going to the first, going to the first rehearsal and you were the first person I met, actually. Yeah. You're the first person I met. And I was just like, man, 
I, this was so weird. I was like, I don't want to be here. Because like, I came here to play jazz. And this is not it. And I had a completely different mindset going into it than I would have, I guess, in any other situation. I mean, once again, once I got over just being like negative about the whole thing, that was the greatest experience I could have possibly had. Honestly, it's like, that was, that was the, the highlight. Absolutely the highlight of, of my graduate school of being in that ensemble and, you know, meeting you, meeting other friends that I still talk to you to this day. Yeah. That I really wouldn't have, because, I mean, the jazz, how, again, this is how musical work. People are usually, like, kind of separate in their own yeah. corners, which is unfortunate. And I think me being in that group from the jazz program really opened up a lot of doors from other kids who were in the jazz program who wanted to, you know, interact with the contemporary and wanted to interact with, like, the classical team. And I was sort of this messenger between the two camps and I really loved people being like, are you a contemporary student or are you a jazz student? And I was like, honestly, I like being that sort of chameleon and being able to, you know, go from place to place and, and I guess interact and also adapt. That's necessary as a musician. And Absolutely. we talked about that with Ash when she was on the podcast. Where yeah, right. She also was coming from like a jazz focus and she decided to just audition for it. And I think when you are focused on a certain kind of music and you transition, it just helps you broaden like your, your artistry, you know, like what you can do with your voice or your instrument or anything like that it's so rewarding because you get to learn so much about another another side of music or people that you can work with because then our group became so close Gosh, like ame absolutely. became ame because of how close we all got together right and people looked at that group and saw that how close we were yeah and the music was only like i guess secondary but it was mm-hmm. like the music was just a result of how cool we were and how like how we trusted each other and you know what i'm saying totally. and how we had built this relationship that music was just the result of that. Yeah. I remember we all had different things in mind about our what music was for us. And I remember we were just talking about this before we started recording where I don't think we all would have been friends had we not been in AME. Mm. And we all made it a point, I think, after that first time that we met and our director, like Dan Strange, was like, you guys need to learn how to play together. Like, that's the main thing I can tell you. And... I remember I just sent out a text to all of you guys that night and was like, hey guys, come to my house, bring any bikes, bring anything you have, like a scooter, anything you have, let's hang out, let's like, let's jam out. Yeah. And we all met up at my house and we just talked. But the best part about it was how much we laughed and how how much fun we had. That bonded us so much that initial night that music came so easily after. Yeah, that, that's so true. I think we just had to click, I think, mm-hmm. you know, on, on a personal level that night, I think, because I mean, like ensembles, like in, in school, like in music school, like they might hang out, especially if it's like, you know, college students, but people just after the ensemble, people just like go their separate ways and mm-hmm. call it a day. Like you might get called for a gig and, you know, everyone's friends, but how we were like, we would hang out like religiously like even on, all the, oh my gosh even now it's yeah. like I think that was the best thing and like we went over here and like we you know we all came over here and and I picked up you know I remember I drove both Sam and Ashley here mm-hmm. and carpooled and we were just like let's go to Dre's house and just like <laughs> bike around and like Sam there wasn't a bike for Sam so Sam was on the back of my bike oh, as bike. I was bragging you know I think that was like all right like we can do and I for me that was a turning point for me where I was like all right 
this is a, this is a great group and now I can you know let my guard down mm-hmm. kind of you know, get over my ego and start to contribute to the you know musically and be comfortable and I think yeah. that's that was the beautiful thing yeah coming into the class the next time it was so different the vibe the feeling mm-hmm. was so different and Dan Strange could could tell right. he was like you guys definitely bonded or something you know and it it just set the tone for the rest of the year the songs came out the way they came out because of who we were like right. who we wanted to represent and knowing that like you said like i really did trust everyone that was behind me behind that mic i knew that you guys had my back and i think that's so essential yeah. when you're a musician you need to know that the people behind you the people next to you are 100 behind you and next to you they I, you can trust them absolutely i think of it like a sport i mean i like playing sports i like being on active but i think if if you're on like the same page with everyone who's around you like and you're both creating you're also like interacting and that just i mean that's just the best results come out of that of, yeah. of trust mm-hmm. honestly just like deep trust and even after, like you said, even after we graduated, even after we kind of split up because the school ended, mm. still to this day, I think we all have so much mutual respect for one another and we just support each other no matter what, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the most beautiful things you can take away from college, especially from music school, Right. which I, I've said this before in another podcast, but I really do think that even though you go to school for education, I really do think personally what I took out of school what I took out of Frost was my friendships the people I met Mm -hmm. the things I learned from everyone that was kind of what I took away from my experience for sure that's so true it's just the environment the people who you're with that's what makes the experience it's like you can have a decent experience with decent people but it's just like if you have I think that combination of having really good people around you and also that enhances, you know, your, again, your comfort and like your trust. And now I can sort of put myself out there in a way that I wouldn't have, you know, in like a not as comfortable situation. I think that's beautiful. I mean, we, we have that opportunity. And so after, you know, we graduated, you still, you're now still there studying. Yeah. So what's that been like? So I, yeah, I did my two years of graduate in my performance degree and then I took two years and, those were a really those were a really great two years and they were really like weird two years because again at that point I was like 24 or so and I graduated I got my master's and I was working I was a music teacher and I was performing professionally and I was like traveling and stuff which was amazing I think the first I mean again I'd been in school since I was six or so you know so I had been in school for the past literally like most of my life wow like 18 years yeah you know and it was an odd experience not being in school like that first august like when people my friends on facebook or instagram were like going back to school and i was just like i'm not in school like, this is weird <laughs> and i was trying to figure i was sitting on my couch and i was like where am i i was like essentially i had to ask myself like where is like what am i doing and it took a couple like minutes for me to just or hours or days or whatever i was just like all right, like, what's my purpose? I've done this thing and it's been my identity. Like, obviously we go to school. And like you said, like we go to school to get education and I got my education and I was happy with it. And I was like, what do I do now? Now that it's like, I'm actually not in school anymore. Like not enrolled anywhere. And that was an interesting transition for me too. And it took 
a call like for one of my mentors out of the blue from temple and he called me he's like yeah i just want to you know call and check in on you like how are you doing and i was like man like i feel kind of weird about you know not being in school or just you know he's like man like you're in the most powerful i remember i'll never forget this he's like you're in a powerful position because like you are now like you had done all these things like for school and now you can actually put these into practice like mm-hmm. in the real world and not having to like rely on just like being placed in ensembles and like sort of this being in this like very um easy environment of school and like everything's sort of just there's an ensemble and there's you know tests and there's classes that you don't really have to think about but now it's just like you have to kind of make your own own voice and you have to develop that so he said you're in a powerful position and like you're you're doing the right thing like you're on the right path so that motivation helped me just to kind of push and I ended up just you know teaching a whole lot and having a lot of opportunities so those were those two years. And then I was still, again, I was really curious about a lot of different topics. And I had been writing music too at the same time. And for my recital, I was writing a lot of music regarding like, you know, race and police brutality and things like that. And I was sort of contemplating issues and topics like that. And then I got into the field of like musicology. And that's my introduction to that was just talking to a new professor at the school, Melvin Butler, and being able to talk about some things that I've been curious about. And he said, well, these are things that you can study. And we have a department here that, that can kind of, you know, cultivate those, those, you know, ideas that, you know, that you're developing my writing and then had to reflect some like the things that I was playing. I relied on myself being like a musician and instrumentalist for so long. And now I have to sort of, my instrument now is like computer and like being able to type and yeah. my mind and be able to read. Put things read. together. Oh my gosh. That was the biggest thing. Now, I mean, this is my second year of my musicology master's and I'm at, you know, Frost School of Music again, which is weird. <laughs> this is my second master's. And it's, it's, it's amazing because all the things that I'd done prior to this master's of musicology and research stuff has informed what I'm doing now. Like me being an instrumentalist, me being a teacher, me being like a composer are now coming together yeah. in my musicology and in my research. And I'm still, you know, writing about protests and music that comes out of that. And I'm so like engulfed in that. It makes me happy with that. But also yeah. like, I'm not putting away anything that I've done before. Like I'm still an instrumentalist. I'm still, you know, a musician. I still love that part of me. And I like how that opens up the opportunities I'm not just one thing I'm not just like a teacher I'm not just a composer I'm not, you know what I'm saying I like having again like I said before like being a chameleon being able to go and people say are you a musicologist are you an instrumentalist I'm, a, I'm all these things put together yeah and that's what makes me great yeah I think just knowing you too like mm. there's so much depth of like who you are you know and I think getting into those details like really like looking for that purpose like you were saying before is what makes you a better musician like if you just sit there and you never ask or you never go deep your music suffers from that because it's not really you and I feel like that's so beautiful the fact that you're studying that that you're like really diving in you've like set aside so many years to like actually study and dedicate yourself to this art and now you are developing and like doing it and just yesterday yes i'm gonna say it oh my gosh you finished your apps yeah how do you feel i finished my i I applied to three phd programs and it's it's wild i mean in a field that i just i mean you know musicology ethnomusicology and for those who like don't know what musicology is (laughs) because i didn't know what it was really until a a few years ago 
musicology is um is the stuff well ethnomusicology i'll start with that ethnomusicology is just the study of people making music music theory is just like the kind of like the semantics of music and things like that and breaking apart things and scale things and musicology or ethnomusicology focuses on the people who make the music and why they make the music so we ask questions about like what cultural implications does this music have so my area of study is african-american protest music and hip-hop and i love like the politics and that and like how music is made and you know that that sort of thing and the questions that people yeah the questions people make but like is hip-hop music i'm just like well obviously (laughs) but that's that's a conversation that's still up so that's what musicology is and I've pursued this again at the PhD level and I submitted my applications. So if like anyone from like Brown, you know, Washington <laughs> University of St. Louis or <laughs> University of Virginia is listening to this podcast right now, like I would really appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so I, yeah, I applied to three different programs and it's so vulnerable. I think again, cause I'm new to this. Mm-hmm. This is my last, I don't know, probably two and a half years of being involved in musicology and I guess in the academic world. But it's just, it's, I was telling you earlier, like how vulnerable it is to just like have this body of work that you put together and you spend so much time on and you upload stuff on this application website and then you just press send and then you just wait for however long for someone and to check it out. And they say, that's cool or that's not cool. Uh, and, and the thing is, it is really nerve wracking, I guess, in the sense that it's a new thing for me and like people reading your work they don't know you as like personally as like if I were to present the work that's a different thing right I can sort of put my own you know put my own words into it and sort of express and they can see from me and how really excited I am about this but they have to read this you know from a literally from a pdf and like figure out who I am from that and you know read a couple documents and be like all right this person is cool or they're not or it's just and I think that's I there's nothing like I mean I did my part so I'm happy that I did my part and I hit this milestone that I was working, you know, for about a year on, give or take. And uh, it came down to this, and I'm happy that it's out there. I'm happy that the people who are going to see it are going to see it, and hopefully it comes out in a positive way. I mean, like, everything, I think, personally, I'm a believer of whatever's supposed to happen is going to happen. What's Mm. meant for you will be for you. But I think also it's uh, just from what you had posted on your story, that little snippet, that I messaged you, and I was like, you need to send this to me. I want to read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine if, like, I had that reaction. Like, I'm sure people are going to read that title and just be like, okay, let's dive in. Let's see what this is about. And I think it's I think it's an amazing body of work because I think, like I said before, it's not just, like, something you've worked on for, yeah, you said, like, a year or two years, but it's also, like, all the things you've experienced before that, too, that have, like, made you who you are. Mm-hmm. And you're ready to, like, put it out there and be like, guys, look at me. I'm ready to go the next step. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing. I'm so proud of you. Thank I mean, you. I mean, I've seen how far you've come just from AME. Mm. And it's it's so cool. It's just like I'm so happy for you. Yesterday when you told me that you were you were finishing your applications, I was yeah. like, I'm sorry. We yeah, need yeah, to yeah. celebrate this. <laughs> this is many years of you like working hard. Mm. What an accomplishment. Thank you. And I think we do have to be aware and like give ourselves a little bit of time to like congratulate ourselves and do these things and be like all right like, i'm happy that i did this and i woke up today and i was like yeah i did that you know i was like i Maybe. applied to, to phds i'm like that's kind of crazy like dr grant sounds dope by the way yes, it does. dr grant sounds kind of cool dr grant so um i won't be doing any heart surgeries but i'll be able to tell you about <laughs> some you know politics and music and things like that yeah i mean i think 
just having that sort of foresight and being like, all right, this is a goal that I have and I'm going to do it. That drive has been keeping me going and, you know, making my parents proud and like, you know, yeah. they're proud of me. And I'm just like, yeah, this is amazing. Like keep going. And I think that's with me is like, I always have something else, like a goal that I want to do. Even, you know, after I got my master's, I was like, I have a master's. Now I'm going to get a second master's, you know, in like a few months. And I'm going to write at this body of work about, you know, stuff that I'm really adamant about and I'm really, you know, excited about. And then I'm going to pursue that on like a PhD level. And then like, after that, I have my next goals. And like, I want to be involved with like community outreach things. And like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And just, you know, change in the music society, which is like a very big thing to take on. I'm just like, right, but you well, can do it. I, I can do it. it. That's the, that's the, that's the annoying thing is like when I'm, <laughs> when I'm so stressed and I'm working on things and you know, it's just like, I'm bogged down. And I have all these assignments to do the like I always get it done I like it's I always somehow I get it done and it's just me having like faith and having like you know the support of my family and like my friends around me and like people who love me who are just like all right like we're here to help you how can we help you and uh I always just am able to get it done because of that and I'm really blessed for that reason a support team is so essential for creatives. I think, especially if you're pursuing a creative outlet like music, it's so important to have that support because without it, you you can second guess it. You can be like, can I do this? Mm -hmm. Is it worth it? Because it is many years of work, especially, you know, like musicians, songwriters, we always say like, we'll never know if we're going to make it. And mm -hmm. it's true. You never know. But if you believe, like the chances are really high, you know? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're your own, like, worst enemy, and also, like, you're yeah. your own, like, best friend, because it's just, I mean, how cliche that sounds, it's like, if, like, from a internal view, like, you are like, all right, I'm happy about this, I'm, you know, secure in this, and I'm going to do my best, instead of being like, all right, this is bad, like, I don't know what this is, and, like, you know, having that, ne like, negative thoughts before it even happens, because yeah. this is also, like, this is not, like, a instant gratification thing like you have to work for a while and then you'll get a break or you'll get yeah. you know someone will holler at you and say like this was cool like or i have to wait like two months for them to even get back to me for yeah. these applications so like you kind of work towards this long game of success and success is like going to be whatever you think it is but <clears throat> i think from my point of view like i just like again having that that process of working towards a next step and being positive and knowing that like this is struggling right now and like I'm you know being aware that I'm kind of bossing myself through this and yeah. it's kind of you know beat me up but aware of that and also knowing that again like that support system and like being able to have that forward thinking like this is the next step and I'm going to keep pushing and I'm going to keep working and I have you know I have things that I want to say and I you know I'm not quite done yet I'm not I'm not comfortable it's it's so nice but again it, it starts with me being like all right like I can I can do this I know I can do this you can. You 100% can. You've also been a part of other people's projects. Like as a as a drummer, I was just thinking while you were saying like that support comes from both sides. Yeah. Where it's like you get that support, but you're also that friend that you have always shown up for your friends. Mm. Like with me and my EP, you were there. Yeah. You were like, let's do it. Let's record this EP. Same with Electric Church. Yeah. You did so many different projects in the school. I think it goes both ways. Support isn't just something that you get. It's also something you need to give in order to receive. 
it's a hundred percent a combination of souls like coming together to do something and I think you've done a great job of that like I feel like you've been you've been so involved in like your community and in like just your friendships like everything you've always shown up and I think that's super essential yeah I mean just I mean I'm playing in in the intro of this podcast yes Um, you are and I yeah that's I don't know it the drums itself why I chose it again because it's loud but also because it is like a supportive instrument and I like that role of being like the foundation and you know just creating this texture for people just to you know go off and be able to interact this sort of give and take thing and like I have the time that I can play my thing and I can also just kind of lay back and just keep the groove and like keep this pushing and that's I've sort of like embodied that role in like a few different facets of my life yeah I mean I like again just like you said like being there for my friends and just like for you it's people who I love you know what I'm saying like I'm just like all right like I'm gonna show up and do my thing and like you wanted to create something amazing I've had opportunities to play with you play with Ashley play yeah. with you know play with Connor and play with Mel and you know all these different people who have called me for things because again because of AME or just yeah. because of everything and I I've had different experiences with everyone and they've all informed like who I am obviously like a very cliche thing but like <laughs> It's been great not having, you know, to stick to one thing, stick to one mold and be like, I'm just going to play jazz. You know, I'm just going to play straight ahead swing stuff or like, I'm going to play rock. Like I'm going to kind of be able to do a lot of things. And like, that's what makes me so makes you hireable. <laughs> yeah, it makes me great. Makes, makes me great. like I can be hired. I think it's just like because I can do different things. And, you know, I, I don't know. I never I never wanted to be satisfied with just doing one thing. Yeah. But, you know, even even like. I mean, I said it being great and I meant it, but it's mostly because I think a lot of people when they, when they hire, like you said, it makes me hireable, yeah. but I feel like what makes someone hireable isn't just the talent. It's the charisma. It's the ability to see someone. Yeah. You're great. And you're a good person. You know right. what I mean? And I think that's a difference in a lot of musicians that get hired and don't get hired. Like some people won't hire you just because you are not nice. You, you can know? be, you can be so killing. Like you can be yeah. so dope. You can have everything together musically. And if like people can't work with you, they're not going to work with you. Like it, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, if you're not reliable, if you don't show up on time, if you don't do like the things that have nothing to do with music. Yeah. If you are a person that people can't be around for more than five minutes, it's like, you're not going to go on tour with them. Like you're not, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and just that's, again, that has stuff has nothing to do with me. So I would, I mean, I've done this. I've chosen between people who have been like, this person isn't as good, mm-hmm. you know, musically or like whatever but I can hang out with them and like, they're fun. We can have a conversation. We can share a meal. Oh my gosh. We can sit down and just like talk for a while. That's more valuable to me than just like people. Cause anyone can be really great. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, now if you, you know, if it's about skill, you need to call someone fine. If you want to call someone who's like fine. And people like that exist, obviously who are just like not as cool people, but they're really good and people call them for something. That's fine. But I think, Music itself is just about like interaction and being you know, mm-hmm. personable and having these relationships. And music is a, is a result of that. So if you can take care of like stuff that has nothing to do with music, that being like, you know, learning the music or just like being open and like answering your phone and like being communicative and yeah. being open to, you know, change and not taking everything personally, you'll be able to work and you'll be able to, you know, have opportunity that people just wouldn't normally have. Yeah, 100%. What do you think has been your biggest failure or lesson in your life so far? Mm, I think the lesson that I learned 
pretty early on. I'm, I guess I'm still figuring this out. They've been okay. So two things. I'm gonna just briefly. <laughs> One of which I had to learn from my dad, um, and he told me that I can't change people. And I was like, all right, this that seems kind of wild. But I was like, I was in high school and I was like frustrated about like, you know, stuff that was going on and like a bunch of drama stuff. And I was like, man, like this is, he's like, Marcus, you can't change people. He told me I was in a car. He's like, you can't change people. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you can, you can change the way that you respond to how people, you know, treat you. But like, you can't change them. They have to change themselves. True. So I, yeah, and I've been sort of, I've been holding on to that for a while. And sort of being like, all right, well, I'm not going to get all hype. I'm just going to like do my thing, stay in my lane. I'm not going to get out of pocket. I'm not going to get out of my, you know what I'm saying? So that's one thing that I've been checking out. But also another thing, like, again, this is like a music thing, but also kind of a life thing, but mostly in terms of music, like less is more, you know? And from like a drummer standpoint, it's like (laughs) you can do, a lot like I you know people can do a lot of things on the drums you know people have all these chops and like that's great to have obviously and having all these you know fast hands and being able to play the instrument like that's great so develop that stuff but also know when and when not to do it and being able to be like all right like right now I'm just gonna like stay in my lane and just like play this backbeat and like do this thing you know, and that stuff, I think for me has been like, all right, having, again, I put up a video on my Instagram the other day of me just playing the same groove for like a minute, locked in. And like, that's been that sort of, I didn't have to like play all this stuff over top of it for it to be successful. Yeah. I could just kind of like do this thing, boom, ding, 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 and call it a day. And it's, and it sounds good. So I think less is less is more has been a lesson that I've been still learning, but one that I've sort of kept in the forefront of my mind. Like, I don't have to say, even like when I write, it's like, I don't have to go and say all this extra stuff. Just say what you got to do and get out. It is like, say, you know, your piece and just move on. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's, it's not easy, but I like it a lot. <laughs> it's not easy, but it's, it's, it's it, like, it's a better way, I think. To live. Yeah, it's like, man, people are mad extra, and like, I would rather not be that person. And what do you think is what has been your biggest success or your biggest accomplishment in your life so far? That's so tough. I mean, I think my success. I mean, just, I mean, think of success. Obviously, not relative. Some, yeah, yeah, sometimes people think like success is a too big, a big of a word. But yeah, yeah, I really yeah. mean like, what are you most proud of, or like? What do you, what's the advice you could give someone else from like the accomplishments you've had? Mm, I th- okay, so I, I, I do this. Like the happiest that I've ever been as far as like success is concerned is like when I wrote this body of work as like a response to like so much police brutality that was going on. And I wrote this music and how like it was like a, such a organic and true part of me, like in music form. And then I was able to perform that. And that experience of like, this is something that's so true to me and having people respond to that and people being like, that was great. Or like, wow, like that was really heavy. And like, that's now changed the way that I think, or that has, you know, impacted the ways that I now read or write, or now I want to research X, Y, and Z. Having that impact, I think has been the most success for me or being having like an impact on how people it, like question yeah. things in our in our society 
And again, like having that music has been so like, I was really proud of it and I was happy to play it um, for my recital, but the response that people gave to it being how they would sort of, now I'm going to, you know, go forward and like think about these topics differently. And so that's like, I guess it's like that little change that you, that you are doing. It's an impact. Yeah. It's just, it's, 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 you know, doing again, planting little, little seeds here and there and be like, all right, like I want to contribute to that. So that's been, that's been really happy. I mean, for me, just having that, I guess that's a success quote unquote, but no, I don't think quote unquote. I think yeah, it's a success. I, I guess just like having an impact, positive impact on on people has been just like really nice. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think when you're open about things and when you come from a good place and you come from a good heart, people mm. are more receptive to like really listen and just like learn. You know, I love you. <laughs> I'm so happy you came on this podcast. This has been. I mean, I've listened to the past. This is what episode 11, 11 my favorite right? number. Yeah, this is, I mean, I'm so happy that you have started this and I'm proud of you for doing this. Thank you. This is so cool. I don't know. You've been looking forward to this for a while. So I I'm have. happy to be a part of this. I'm happy to be, you know, to, to talk to you about topics that I'm happy about. And that, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you for giving me the space. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. You know, I just love having friends that not only are like, you're always there for me, but you also teach me so much. And I feel like I've learned so much from you this year. Of course, I wanted to have you on this podcast. <laughs> I want everyone to know you. I'm yeah. like, this is Marcus Grant, soon Dr. Grant. Soon Dr. Grant. I'm so happy you could be here. I can't wait for people to listen to this. Thank you. That's my friend Marcus. What did you guys think? Here are a few takeaways from his episode. Number one, do your part. What's meant to be will be. Number two, be aware and give yourself time to congratulate yourself. Number three, You're your own worst enemy, but also your own best friend. Number four, support goes both ways. It isn't something you just get. You need to be able to give in order to receive. Number five, talent matters, but kindness matters more. Number six, music is about the interaction and being personable. Number seven, you can't change people, but you can change the way you respond. Number eight, less is more. And number nine, plant the seeds where you want to contribute. Chances are you'll make a bigger impact than you thought. Thank you so much for being here, guys. If you want to check out Marcus's work, please go to Instagram at Marcus underscore the drummer or check the show notes below where everything will be linked for you. If you feel like you learned something from the episode, please share it with a loved one or someone that you think could benefit from hearing the show. It would mean the world to me if you could please tag us on Instagram at the journey of pursuit or to my personal at Drea Lopez without the Ian Lopez. I would love to hear your feedback. I'm always open to anyone that you feel would be a good fit for the show. I would love to interview them. Let me know in the DMs or send me an email. Everything is linked below in the show notes and you can reach me there. I'll see you guys here next week. Thank you so much again. Have a great weekend. <laughs>